Hello and welcome to a new episode of How Did We Get Here, a podcast in which we analyze different music genres and movements and their impact on society and today's culture. Uh, so today's gonna be a very exciting episode for me because we're finally getting into my favorite decade ever, the 70s. Of course, we'll have many episodes related to the 70s, but since we have been talking about rock music since the first episode, I decided it would be interesting to follow this track and go through all of the subgenres, or as we call it, derivatives of rock music in the 70s. And trust me, there's going to be a lot of them. Uh, the title that I gave to this episode is Dazed and Confused, and I think it perfectly fits uh, today's episode. Because first of all, it's the title of an amazing song by Led Zeppelin uh, from the first album. And it's also the title of a, a movie that is set in the 70s with an amazing soundtrack. So you should definitely take a look at it if you haven't yet. Uh, and so to begin this episode, I'm going to play a song uh, that is actually the opening of the movie Days and Confused. And well, will be the opening of our episode. So probably most of you are already familiar with the song, but it was Sweet Emotions by Aerosmith, and it is actually a very good example of hard rock, the genre that we will begin with today. Uh, hard rock was probably the most famous genre in the 70s, and even in the whole rock history, and was basically symbolized by a heavy use of aggressive vocals, distorted electric guitars, bass guitars, and drums. Uh, for me, the album that uh, created Hard Rock is Led Zeppelin 1 by obviously Led Zeppelin. Even though this album was released in 1969 as well as Led Zeppelin 2, so in the 60s, I'm still gonna play songs from these albums because they really fit more in the 70s rock aesthetic and principles. And the song that I'm gonna play right now is kind of considered unofficially as the first Hard Rock song. And it's called Communication Breakdown. since we have already started talking about Led Zeppelin, uh, I'm gonna show you some interesting stuff that they did in their career. Uh, first, uh, they were also folk artists and perfectly mixed hard rock with folk by using acoustic instruments and soft lyrics, typically about love or nature. And as an example of that, I'm gonna play Gallo's Pole from the album Led Zeppelin 3. 
Another interesting thing with Led Zeppelin is that uh, Robert Plant, the lead singer, was a huge fan of the trilogy The Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit. And this is why in many of their songs you can hear uh, direct references to the characters and places from the books. And even some of the songs are fully about The Lord of the Rings. Uh, one of the f- most famous examples of that is Ramble On from their second episode, when you can literally hear all of like uh, the main characters of The Lord of the Rings, which is pretty impressive, honestly. In the darkest depths of Mordor, I met a girl so fair. But Gollum, at the evil one, crept up and slipped away with her. And as a second example of uh, the Lord of the Rings references, I'm going to play my favorite song by Led Zeppelin called Battle of Evermore from Led Zeppelin 4. Alright, we probably have talked enough about Led Zeppelin for today, even though I can do a whole episode about them. But well, let's uh, go through other uh, hard rock bands. Uh, a band that I really wanted to show you today is uh, UFO. Um, they were massive in the 70s, but now are starting to slowly fade away, which is very sad because their music is amazing. Uh, they have a, a very good album called Phenomenon that was released in 1974. So you should definitely listen to the, that one. And they have a good song that I want to play because it has an amazing guitar solo in it. I'm going to find... Yes, that's the moment.
I forgot to mention this song is called Rock Bottom and let's listen a little bit more to it. Alright, uh, the third band that I want to quickly mention in the hard rock section is Leonard Skinner. This band has a different look on hard rock and adds big influences of country music and blues into their songs. Most of us know them for legendary songs like Sweet Home Alabama, Free Bird and Simple Man, but today I really want to show this country and blues influence side of their music. Sometimes, uh, even due to these influences, Leonard Skinner is yes is considered to play in a genre called self rock And uh, another song that I want to show you from Leonard Skinner is called You Got That Right. Alright, so uh, after talking and listening to, uh, well, as I would say, classic hard rock music, uh, we need to understand that hard rock also needed to fit into the mainstream standards. And because of that, he kind of became more pop, as we would say it. So a good example of that would be uh, the Who's album called Who's Next, in which they made the riffs more, uh, not as heavy, and they added more as they would consider it new technologies at the time and a good example of that would be one of their most famous songs called uh, Won't Get Fooled Again. And well, uh, another good song that I would like to show you from this pop rock period of The Who would be uh, Naked Eye. You sign your own. 
Actually, this is not Roger Daltrey who's singing, uh, but Pete Townshend, the guitarist of The Who. Well, uh, now, uh, before we totally finish with hard rock, I would like to also mention arena rock. It's a subgenre that is typically hard rock, but in a more commercial way. It is called uh, arena rock because usually their songs would perfectly sound on big concert since uh, the songs are way longer than usual ones with many changes and twists in the structure. And with this genre, it would be interesting to introduce to you uh, Jefferson Starship. You have maybe already noticed from the name that they might be related to Jefferson Airplane, and it is actually totally the case. Uh, indeed, uh, the band is mostly composed from old members of Jefferson Airplane, such as uh, Grace Slick and Paul Kantner. Uh, the song that I'm going to play right now has three names in it. Uh, it's A Song to the Sun, Ozymandias, and Don't, Don't Let It Rain on Me. Now let's move on from arena rock to heavy metal. Even though this genre was mostly developed in the 80s with bands such as Motley Crue and Motorhead, the creator of heavy metal is considered to be Black Sabbath with their first album called Paranoid that was released in 1970. Uh, the main characteristics of this genre would be a thick, massive sound characterized by uh, distortion, extended guitar solos, emphatic beats, loudness, with lyrics and performances being related to aggression and violence. And as an example, I'm gonna play Paranoid by Black Sabbath. Alright, now let's go to totally the opposite of heavy metal and uh, we're gonna talk about soft rock. Uh, the main key characteristics of the subgenre would be uh, the use of acoustic instruments with an emphasis placed on melody and harmonies. Uh, the perfect example of that would be, of course, Fleetwood Mac with their album Rumors, which is to this day considered as one of the best albums of the 70s and by some critics as the best album of all times. Uh, this album becomes even more valuable and interesting when you know the story of the band at the time of creating rumors. Uh, the five members were experiencing heavy and dramatic relationships with each other and were standing at a very close point of breaking up definitely. Writing the album rumors and especially the song called The Chain helped them overcome all of their uh, difficulties and really brought them even closer than before. 
But as I think most of us uh, already know the chain very well, it would be a great opportunity to show you some other very interesting songs from this album, with one being uh, Gold Dust Woman. Another great soft rock band would be Heart, a band with two lead female singers, which was still rare at the time for a rock band. And the song that I decided to show you from Heart is called Crazy on You from the album uh, called Dreamboat Annie. And well, as the last soft rock song that I'm gonna play today, uh, it will be, yes, it will be the song called Every Picture Tells a Story by Rod Stewart. And now let's proceed to a genre that, well, is really one of a kind and shaped the music industry in the 70s. And yes, I'm talking about glam rock. This subgenre was not only about music, but also visuals that were based on camp. Uh, musicians would wear extravagant clothes, makeup and hairstyles. They would also break many gender stereotypes by wearing dresses and glitters, which was shocking at the time. Uh, in terms of music, it was less hard-driven and added even more innovative sounds in their music. Musicians would also uh, present themselves as theatrical personas, as did David Bowie um, and his most famous character, Ziggy Stardust. Uh, the glam rock that I just described was mostly the British version of it, and to show you an example of that, I will play um, Out of the Blue by uh, Roxy Music.
Alright, and since I love Roxy Music so much, uh, I'm gonna play a second song by them that is called Still Falls the Rain from the album Manifesto. So tall inside Still falls the rain To my And, you know, it would be wrong to talk about glam rock without playing any David Bowie song. Uh, and this is why we're going to listen to Ziggy Stardust, who is actually Bowie's alter ego, or more precisely, a fictional, androgynous, bisexual rock star who is sent to Earth as a savior before an impending apocalyptic disaster. played guitar jamming good with weird and gilly and the spiders from Mars they played it left hand but made it too far became the special in the United States however glam rock was different from the British one it was actually more of an exaggeration uh, of hard rock especially visually as a good example would be uh, the appearances of Kiss or Alice Cooper. Even with this, uh, maybe you have seen them already, this vampire makeup and exaggerated dark, not really goth, but go dark costumes. And uh, let's listen to, yes, let's listen to one of the Alice Cooper songs. Uh, and it is a very good one. It's called Ballad of the Dwight Fry. As a last glam rock song, I'm gonna play uh, Christine 16 by Kiss.
All right, I think it would be enough for us today. Even though I've gone through a pretty good amount of genres, uh, the 70s are far from ending here. And this is why in the next episode of How Did We Get Here, we'll talk about two very, very important music genres that, even if they appeared in the late 60s, really saw their growth and popularity in the 70s. And of course, I'm talking about soul and funk. And as an introduction to that, let's listen to Let Your Feelings Show by Earth, Wind and Fire. Thank you very much for staying here until the end. This was How Did We Get Here, episode Days and Confused. I'll see you next time.